Good evening. It's good to uh, be here. Good to see you. We're gonna we're gonna start off just uh, we're doing as we said relationship series, and uh, so Sherelle has a lovely testimony that she will be sharing with us just for a few minutes, and uh, then I'm gonna share the message with you. So let's give her a hand. Hello, everyone. I'd like to say I'm Sherelle. Um, my testimony is on how I'm going to read because I talk a lot, so it's going to be quite a while. Um, my testimony is on how I didn't believe in marriage and how God healed my heart. I grew up with a single mom whom I looked up to a lot while growing up. When my mom was seven months pregnant with me, my dad got married to someone else. So growing up, I was a very angry child. <laughs> I couldn't understand why we had to live in poor conditions in a three-room house while my dad and his family lived in two houses put together. My sister had boxes of toys while we had to play with cut-out Barbie dolls from ShopRite pamphlets. I couldn't, I couldn't understand why life was so unfair. So I grew up growing, with a growing hatred towards my dad. The other men who I, whom I looked up to weren't very good examples of godly men either. I saw everything from emotional to physical abuse. I couldn't understand why men would do hurtful things to someone they were supposed to love. So I decided that I was never going to fall in love or get married. (laughs) So I built a wall around my heart to protect myself. I became a feminist in a way. I thought that women, they don't need men. That we were strong on our own. I would get so angry at my friends when they started dating. It was like their whole lives revolved around that one person who in my books were going to hurt them anyway. So when I decided to take my walk with Jesus, I didn't know my life would transform so drastically. The most difficult part for me was being vulnerable in front of God. I was the strong young woman, but when I was filled with the Holy Spirit, I cried like a baby. God showed me so many amazing things. He broke down the walls and filled up my heart with so much love. In my journey, I learned to forgive. As I went through the Bible, I saw that God always blessed someone with a partner since the beginning. God showed me that he was the one true father and that he will never leave me nor forsake me. That I was created to be my future husband's helper. And at the ladies' retreat, we had date night with God. I was so excited and nervous because I've never been on a date before. (laughs) Um, In that time with him, I I realized that God put someone on this earth just for me. Someone who lives for him and loves him as much as I do. I wouldn't have to compromise anything because my world would revolve around my king and his princess knows her worth. So like Adam had Eve, Abram had Sarah, my husband will have me. I will wait patiently because love is patient. And while I wait, I will be growing in God. And like they say, um, God is love. So um, I'll wait patiently for love because God is love. That's beautiful. Thanks for sharing. That's the power of God, changing us from the inside out, changing us from the inside out. Our God is powerful, 
but it also changes us little by little on the inside. So anyways, I want to share with you, uh, continue on the love is friendship set on fire. But on the next slide, I want to show you happily ever after. You've heard that. And they lived happily ever after. I'm sure we've all seen that, heard that. Do you think that's possible? <laughs> what would you say? Is it possible? I want to take a bit of a different angle tonight uh, around this. Because obviously in, it's in, in our heart's desires and in every movie we watch, it speaks about happily ever after. And then you wonder, is that so? No, Snow White meeting her princess. Oh, he's a pr- uh, prince. Sorry. <laughs> meeting <laughs> her, her, her prince. And you cannot just play it out. Three babies later. Frustrated. Hot and bothered, princes out having fun. Is it happily ever after? You know, did it work out? They don't. They don't play the rest of the story. And so I want to. I want to speak to you a little bit about happily ever after. You know how how we can have a true happily ever after. But before I get there, I want to just share a little bit of Sonic and me and our story. I was uh, Sonic is older than me. I always liked older women. <laughs> well, I've got my, my older woman, so that's it. Okay. And uh, I, was, I was 19 years old, and Sonica, we went to Sonica's 21st birthday party. So she's about a year and a half to two years older than me. And uh, so we were in Cape Town, and we were there in the going to her party, and then on the way back, there were three of us. It was me and two friends, and they were a little bit older than me. They were like 21. Uh, I was 19. They were about 21, 22. And so now we're driving back to Stellenbosch to study. We're students. And as we're driving back, we say, alarm. Okay. Just check that out. It's inside. It's all safe. It's all good. And uh, so we're driving back to Stellenbosch. And as we're driving back, we are chatting as men do sometimes. And we're talking about women and we're thinking enough is enough. We're getting old. I'm 19. I need to know who is my woman. And other guys are like 20, 21, and they were also like, guys, we can't go on like this. As you can see, I've, we were very patient. And so we're driving back, and we park outside a hostel, a residence there. And so one of the guys who's now one of the pastors in the shofar group of churches, he's like a machine, like, yes. Okay, so we're going to pray. We're going to ask God. God's going to tell us, and that's it. So we do a very quick, quick prayer. Father, we thank you. Show us who's our wives. Amen. Jesus' name. Okay, who? Who? <laughs> so the one guy starts and we, he says he thinks it's this girl and we all crack up laughing like she's way out of your league, brother. There's no way. you nuts. Then the, the other guy that this other pastor, friend of mine, he starts to go through the most beautiful woman in church. So yeah, I think in neighborhood, about three or four of them, there's one of these four. In the end, he didn't marry any one of them. He married someone else. And then they asked me, what do you think? And I, and I was praying. I felt, I felt, I felt Sonica. 
I just felt sonic. And they laughed at me. She's too old for you. Not going to go for you. But it's just such a, such a God moment. I was just like, yeah, something, something draws me to her. And so it was for the next, what, two plus years, um, I fell in love with her and, uh, but didn't, didn't tell her, which is very weird. For quite a while, I didn't actually tell her anything uh, that I actually like her. I just visited her often, but she didn't get the message. She just didn't get the message. I mean, large bunch of red f- roses. Friends don't do that. <laughs> I am interested. You know, and I remember the one time about a, a year or two later, I was, uh, I was persuaded. Pastor Henny, who preached here a few weeks ago, he was my roommate. He wasn't the pastor then, but I told him, Sonica is my wife. And so I went to a dance with her the one evening, uh, a house uh, raised dance. And as we're chatting that evening, she said to me, Something along the lines of, just so safe to be with you. Because, you know, you're never going to, I got the message, I'm, ne- she, I'm never going to make a move on her. So it's so safe with me. We're just friends. So I was so freaked out. I was so, I was so upset. You know, I was on a mission. This is my wife. And so I told the woman, I need to pray for you. <laughs> so I took her outside of the res and I put my, I laid hands on her and I, blessed her. I said, I bless your future husband. I'm letting you go. I'm like, finished with woman for life. I'm like, claw. It's me and Jesus. Boom. That's how we're going to roll. So I blessed her and I walked off and I ignored her from there on. And she was quite upset about me ignoring her. But I made a decision. I, mean, I told, I'm a bit of, I'm tend to be on a mission in general. So I was on a mission back then as well. And I just said, okay, God, for the next 10 years, no woman, unless you speak to me. Anyway, within six months, God spoke to me and everything sorted out. So, <laughs> not going to go into all the details of how it happened, but, but in the end, the Lord put Sonic and me together. But for both of us, our passion was always Jesus. Our passion was, God, your will be done, your plan for our lives. Just We knew God is good. And I knew that... The one that God chooses for, uh, for me was going to be the best one. We had a natural friendship. We were connecting. And then God confirmed it is his will, which was awesome. And then we can see the fruit now, you know. So it was really, really special for us to connect. Now, happily ever after. Is Sonic and I going to have a happily ever after? Probably not, because one of us is going to die at some stage. <laughs> so it's not going to be a happily ever, ever, ever after. It's going to be a happily another 30 years or so, or maybe 40, or maybe 50. I don't know. So quick question for you. Anybody that knows a couple that are 90 years old, married, and 90 plus? Anybody? I'm, you know, Brett? Wow. Okay, there's one. We know of one couple in their 90s. Two. Awesome. Those must be almost like Guinness Book of World Records. Okay. How many people do you know in their 80s, married and in their 80s? Wow. They are. Awesome. Okay. 70s? <laughs> we know of some. Praise God. That's good. I, I listened to a, I spoke to a guy yesterday in the gym, and he uh, told me he's got a colleague Wealthy man, businessman here in town. He was 58. He was healthy. He was jogging on the beach. 
and he died. Healthy, all did all the tests. He was been go through all thing. He died at the age of 58. Boom, game over. Moving on. And I was just thinking, happily ever after. That even if you make the 90s, that's probably another 60 years. Most people probably don't go beyond their 60s. So say you are now 30, say you are 25, let's say extravagant 40 years of a great marriage or 40 years of marriage, then around 65. That's 40 years. It's only 40, 40 years. It's not, a, it's not a, a ever after. Do you agree? But 40, 40 these days is quite impressive, wouldn't you say? It's very impressive. 40 years. So earthly romance, I wanna, what I want to do this evening, I want to lay a few foundations. I want to give you the big context, the big picture that we don't often look at when it comes to our relationships. Earthly romance and marriage is only a shadow of the heavenly, which is truly eternal. Which is truly eternal. The thing is with Sonic and me, um, we... We made, we're in a covenant. It is until death do we part. We made a deal that when we go to heaven, we're going to share a mansion next to one another, and we'll visit a thousand years this side and a thousand years that side. Okay, so we're going to, but in heaven, there are no marriages. Did you know that? No marriage. But there is a marriage. Did you know that the, the, the Bible begins with a marriage, and it ends with a marriage? It begins with a man Marrying a woman, it ends with God marrying man. I think that's so beautiful. So I want to hold this before you. This is a rope. This rope goes off on the stage and it goes off there at the back. Imagine for a moment this is a rope goes about a few times around the earth. Imagine this rope represents eternity. It represents your timeline for your life. This is a timeline for your life. The red bit is your time on earth. That's it. I'm probably already uh, almost halfway. <laughs> Woo, baby. Time's running out. But just think about this for a moment. Eternity is for forever. This rope represents that. It goes on, it goes off stage, it goes wraps around the world. A few times, it represents forever. What are we focused on most of the time? That. This is our everything. We become completely obsessed with this little red line. And if we're over there, we're thinking, if I just save, 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 then I can really enjoy that little bit over there. I'm going to have an awesome retirement if I make it. Awesome. Yes. So my whole life I work for that little moment. Boom, cheers, bye. <laughs> Come on, you need to see this. You need to see that we become absolutely obsessed with this little bit. And some of us with different positions on this timeline. And we don't know how long we're going to live. We don't know if we're going to make next week as this businessman. 58 healthy, boom, gone. Game over. So I'm thinking in terms of, you know, a really, really, really good marriage. These days, what, 40 years? Awesome would be 50 years. But that's nothing. That's a part of this. Two-thirds maybe of this. 
Yet everything we do here in this time, in this red time, the now the earthly time influences this. Forever. It influences the our forever. But it's amazing how obsessed we get with this little bit. And in relational context, it's amazing how obsessed we can become with having someone in our lives. But it's only going to be for a season even. Compared to eternity, it's a very, very short, short time. Life is short. Let's say life is short. So we need to get the big things right. Tomorrow you're going to be, if you're 20 now, tomorrow you're going to be 50. The following day you're going to be 80 if you make it. That's how quick it goes. The Bible says it's like a vapor. It's like, gone. Hello and goodbye. But everything you did in this time influences your forever. Your forever. And when it comes to relationships especially, it's sad how many good, sincere Christian people who become obsessed with the red make decisions that cost them there forever. They do things, moment of passion, and, 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 and destroy their forever if it causes them to turn away from God completely. So some people might say, Andre, you're really stupid. Huh? You met Sonica, and she is pretty, I agree. Why did you wait until wedding day? Why didn't you just jump in bed and have a good time? You, 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 you're wasting your opportunity. You think you're silly, man. Come on. Now I'm saying you're being silly. Because you, you're looking only at the, the, the one night, the one moment. I'm looking at all of eternity. I'm looking at, no, I, the one night of passion can destroy, can bring shame into the relationship. One night of passion can, can, can cause destruction between me and my God. See, the beautiful thing is, in the Bible we find there's a love romance that transcends any human love romance. It is beyond anything you can imagine. The love of God, the love of Jesus. I'm a man, but I love Jesus. I love my wife, I'll die for my wife, but I love Jesus more. So beautiful, Vian, six years old, other night, spoke to Sonica. Sonica asked him, do you love mommy? Vian says, I love mommy, but I, I, I love Jesus more. That is so beautiful theology. That's how it should be. But it's amazing how we lose perspective. So I want to give you perspective. Life is short. This Ashley Madison website, adultery website says, life is short, have an affair. It's 50% correct. Life is short. Fight for your marriage. Fight for the relationships you have. Don't mess it up for a moment. You see, they're saying life is short, but they're only seeing this part. They are not seeing the rest. They're not seeing the rest. We need to see it because everything, our perspective changes in the light of eternity. I mean, you can just imagine this businessman, 58, running on the beach. They say they found him and he was still like, he was in the running. It's like he just instantly dropped and fell. He was still looking as if he was running. So I can just imagine if you have to be spiritually able to see, you see, the flesh fell, but the spirit moved on. You're going to live for forever. But how are you going to live? Where are you going to live? 
Are you going to invest in the, in the main thing? Or are we going to miss it? With a, a short a moment, we miss the big picture. Jesus loves us so much beyond anything we can ever imagine. There is an eternal love romance. And the thing is, there's no second chances. One life. One life. One life. And what we do during this red part will influence all the rest. So sometimes we become consumed with stuff. Sometimes we become consumed with relationships. And we so desire to have a person in our lives that we miss the one. The one you're going to, every one of us will be married to Jesus for all of eternity. That's why Jesus didn't have a wife on earth. He was focusing on eternity. He came for 33 years, three years of ministry, died on the cross because he had his eye on you. He had his eye on you. He wasn't thinking, I want a little woman at home, you know. He was thinking you and you and you and you and you. He was pursuing you. It is the ultimate love story. He, he, he died for us on that cross, proving to us he loves us that much. We are the bride of Christ, even if you're a man. Come on, guys, say, I'm the bride of Christ. Yes. There's something about the love of Jesus that transcends any earthly human love. We have a great marriage. We honestly do. We have a great marriage. Well, this morning's message sounded a little bit rough. Sonic was speaking about conflict and things like that. But we have a great marriage. But I promise you, without each of us loving Jesus with all our hearts, this wouldn't be a great marriage. It wouldn't. Nothing compares to His love. And I honestly think that when we're going to enter heaven one day, we're going to be just fall on our knees and just, God, you are amazing. You're all I want. We will have human relationship in heaven. So yes, we will have a house next to one another. We will play table tennis every now and again. And it's going to be awesome. <laughs> or whatever people do in heaven, I don't know. And I know it sounds foreign. But God is in, at this time, he's choosing for himself a bride. And it transcends, ladies, it transcends the love any man can ever give you. And guys, I promise you the love of Christ transcends any love a woman can ever give you. So we've been married now. Some of us have not been married and we, we have this ideal, if I just have a man or a woman then. No. It doesn't work like that. It's not the ultimate. It's not the alpha and the omega. Jesus is the alpha and the omega. And we must get the big picture. We must have the big picture. Otherwise, we, we're going to miss it. We're going to miss it. So ask yourself, this earthly relationship that you are in currently or planning to go into, this earthly relationship which is for a day, or a week, or a month, or maybe for 40 years, how will this impact my relationship with heaven's love romance? Ask yourself, how will this, this relationship that I now have with a man or a woman, how will this impact my relationship, which is a love relationship that's for eternity? Why sell yourself for a moment? Why give 
yourself away for a moment when you can have Jesus forever. And I know you have to taste that love before it makes sense to you. But it's real. Even as Sherelle shared, the, the meeting Jesus has changed her from the inside out. He's healing her, restoring her. Suddenly she's able to now love another human being and celebrate God's creation. But nothing compares to the love of Christ. I'm just, it's just scary for me when I, when I speak to people how sincere Christians lose their marbles when he looks a little bit, you know, he looks like a hunk. Stuff Jesus. He's hunky. You know? We lose our marbles. We're talking about eternity. The love that transcends any other love. And the same with us guys. You know, you meet the girl and then suddenly it's like, oh, stuff it. You know? I'm in love. I love Jesus more. Then I love my wife and I will die for her. I really feel God, I'm trusting that tonight God's going to stir a love in your heart for him. Restore that, that romance with Jesus. So Isaiah 54 verse 5. Or maybe, maybe, maybe show me the second picture. The second picture. This is sometimes what happily ever after can look like. That is you if Jesus doesn't sit in the middle. That could be you if Jesus is in the middle. But you can't have the happily, happily until death do us part. <laughs> okay, Isaiah, Isaiah 54 verse 5. It says, for your creator will be your husband. The Lord of heaven's armies is his name. He is your redeemer the Holy One of Israel, the God of all the earth. Let's say it, God will be my spouse. That's amazing. He is. He will be your husband. And I think that's why, you know, when, when people don't often understand how it works. When you commit your life to Jesus, when you say, Jesus, forgive me my sin, I come to you and surrender my life. Do you know that you're stepping into a covenant relationship? It says in the, it's the new, new covenant, not the old covenant, the new covenant. What is a covenant? A covenant is a, is a marriage relationship. A marriage relationship. When, when on wedding day, I make my vows and I make a covenant with my wife. It is until death do we part. When you come to Jesus, it's like a wedding day. You make a covenant. It is not until death. It is for eternity. Forever and ever and ever. Let's say it. It's for forever. Don't you think it's the most silly thing in the world to sacrifice your life for a little bit of red? This little bit, this moment, this finite time for all of that? That would be silly. Come on. Eternity is for forever. Jeremiah 3 verse 14 it says, come back, wandering children. God's decree, I, yes, I am your true husband. I'll pick you out one by one. This one from the city, these two from the country, and bring you to Zion. Meaning, I'll bring you to myself. I'll bring you to home is heaven. Isn't that beautiful? He says, come back. 
He says, I am your true husband. Compared to any earthly thing, I am your true husband. I am pursuing you. God is pursuing you. He loves you so much, He's pursuing you. Let's say it. God is pursuing me. He is. He loves you so much. In my relationship with Sonica, I believe that I, I realize that Sonica belongs to Jesus first. Because they, they, they have an eternal covenant. We have a finite covenant. They, she belongs to Jesus first. She is Jesus' wife for eternity. So I need to ask myself, how am I treating Jesus' wife? How, how am I handling her? Am, am my relationship with her drawing her closer to Jesus or pushing her away? Because she belongs to Him. And that's the same with every other Christian in this house. He or she belongs to Jesus. That's why it's a good idea to ask Jesus, Jesus, should I be in relationship with this one? Should I marry this one? Because maybe you've planned someone else for that one. Is it radical? No, it's radical. Do you want an epic marriage? Do you want an epic marriage? Ask his opinion. It really is. He has, he has your best at heart. He wants to bless you beyond anything you can imagine. So I better treat Jesus in a good way. So how, how are you? Are you treating your partner, your friend, your dating relationship? How are you treating your, your friend or your spouse? Are you drawing them closer to Jesus? Because that's the eternal one. That's forever and ever and ever. Or are you actually in the way? Are you actually drawing someone away from Christ? I don't know about you, but, and I think this is beautiful about Sonic and my relationship. We inspire one another to follow Jesus. We inspire one, we worship together, we pray together, we inspire one another to fall in love with Jesus more. When I love Sonica, Unconditionally, When I love her, maybe when she did something wrong or she didn't deserve love. When I love her despite what she has done, I am representing the love of God to her. And she falls in love more with God. That's, that's the mission. The eternal love relationship. So I want to also want to say something else to every single person here. Okay, every, if you're single, quickly raise your hand. Everybody single, raise your hand. Okay, cool. Okay, we're going to sort of connect you up afterwards. I'm Everybody say, yay. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Okay, but what happens is we singles sometimes become obsessed with I am single. And maybe it's just for a year or two or maybe in six months from now everything changes. But we become so obsessed with that. And we say, I'm single and I'm so alone. And I'm all these things and I throw a pity party and I feel sorry for myself and why doesn't God love me and, and, and. And actually, and actually, what is the truth? If you, if you were a Christian here tonight, do you realize that you're not single? If you're a Christian here tonight, do you realize you're not single and you will never be alone again? Jesus said, lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. I'm going to be with you. So the truth is, you're not single. And you will never be alone again. Stop saying, I'm single, I'm alone. I'm... The truth is, you're not alone. Jesus is with you. It's the ultimate. 
It's the ultimate. Let's say it. I'm not single. Jesus is with me. <laughs> he is. He is. And I'll, sh- I'll share some more about this, but you have been chosen. You are the bride of Christ. Jesus has pursued you. He loves you so much. He's the lover of your soul. Let's say it. Jesus loves me. <laughs> Jesus is the lover of my soul. And if you haven't tasted it, I know it sounds foreign. It sounds way out there. But his love is real. His love is real. You must just surrender to him. He is your spouse. He is your spouse. And this is so critical that you get this, that you understand this. Because it gives you context. Even when you go into a dating relationship or when you go into a marital relationship, you need to get the context. This is for a season. Even if it's marriage, it's short. But my relationship with Jesus is for forever. And it's beyond anything. It's going to blow your mind. It's going to blow your mind. When you, I mean, the Apostle Paul, he had one taste of heaven. He was, he was stoned to death, and his spirit went to heaven. And he, he, came, he was resurrected from the dead, and he, he came back. His spirit came back, and he was saying, I want to go back. <laughs> I've tasted of heaven's love. I've tasted of heaven's romance. I've tasted of that which transcends any earthly thing. I want to go, but I know I need to stay. I need to help you guys, but I want to go. And look at what the Apostle Paul says concerning the blessing of singleness. 1 Corinthians 7.33 in the message, he says, Marriage involves you in all the nuts and bolts of domestic life and in wanting to please your spouse, leading to so many more demands on your attention. The time and energy that married people spend on caring for and nurturing each other the unmarried can spend in becoming whole and holy instruments of God. Isn't that beautiful? Can spend in becoming whole and holy instruments of God. I'm trying to be helpful and make it as easy as possible for you, not make things harder. All I want is for you to be able to develop a way of life in which you can spend plenty of time together with the Master, the Lord of glory, without a lot of distractions. Best investment you can ever make is in your heavenly love romance. It's as good as it gets. Nothing comes close to that infinite relationship with God. But ladies, do you know what happens when you get married? You have to probably work, you get babies, and there's no more time for Jesus. Heck, they don't even come to church anymore when they have babies. I don't know if you've noticed. But... uh, it's a massive distraction. Yes, there's good parts, it's awesome, it's awesome, wonderful parts of it. But there's some really, really challenging parts that comes with it. You get distracted, and your relationship with Jesus actually takes a second seat. That's just the truth. You can, one day, we can talk again. No time for Jesus. There's now time for Jesus. If you're single, there's now time for Jesus. Even if you're married, there's now make time for Jesus. Proverbs 13, 12. Let's talk about hope. Unrelenting disappointment leaves you heart sick. But a sudden good break can turn life around. Two years ago, I shared about this. If you lose your hope, 
you will go astray. If you lose your hope, you will lose your way. If you lose your hope, the moment you lose hope that God has a good plan for your life, the moment you lose hope that there will be, if you're single, that there's going to be a good godly man or woman in your future, the moment you lose hope, you start settling for second best. You become so desperate for someone to love you. So you sell yourself, you give yourself away emotionally, physically, spiritually, whatever, because you're so desperate. Hope. Unrelenting disappointment leaves you heart sick. So that's why, that's why so many people, they go from relationship to relationship to relationship. Disappointment to disappointment to disappointment. And it can leave people heart sick. Have you seen, seen people on the rebound? They were in a relationship, they broke up, they wounded, they're hurting, so anybody goes and they storm into the next relationship. What happened? Unrelenting disappointment leaves you heart sick, but a sudden good break can turn life around. Hope is an anchor for the soul. So let me ask you a question. If you're a Christian here tonight, have you had a good break? Have you, have you had a good break? A sudden good break. Have you? Yes, you have. What is his name? Jesus, Slim. Yes. Jesus is your good break. You were destined for eternity separate from God. Because you're going to live forever. But you would have lived for eternity without God. You had the greatest break ever. Jesus pursued you. He turned your heart to Him. You surrendered. He saved you. His name, your name is written in the book of life. You had a good break. You had the greatest break ever. If you lose perspective, everything looks different in the light of eternity. Everything looks different in the light of eternity. We get so obsessed with the little bit. Why don't I have a job? Why did this relationship not work? Why don't I have a house? Why don't I have all these things? Stuff it. Don't want to serve this God anymore. Because you've lost perspective. You've lost perspective. There's an eternity of no tears in heaven. There's an eternity of, of extravagant life and love. Don't lose perspective. I need to tell myself this every now and again. Andre, you're saved. You have Jesus in your life. Stop complaining. Don't lose perspective. Don't lose perspective. It's the, in the light of eternity, everything looks different. So you need to have eternal hope. Eyes on heaven. Eyes on eternity. One day you're going to stand before Jesus. The moment you breathe your last breath... You're going to stand before Jesus. He's going to ask you, what did you do with your life? Did you live for me? Were you distracted with the red? Were you obsessed? You missed it. You missed everything. Maybe you're going to make heaven. But you missed your life. You missed investing your life. You missed investing, being kingdom-minded, being passionate about the, that which truly matters. Eternity matters. Who cares how fancy your car? Who cares what house you drive? Who cares how much money you have? What I say? Exactly. Who cares what house you drive? Because you can't. You can't drive your house. You guys are really sharp tonight. Eh? You're really focusing. That's awesome. So you need an eternal hope. But secondly, you need 
an earthly hope. You need an earthly hope to know that I'm going to see the goodness of God in this life. It's not just holding on until eternity. I'm not going to be miserably just, Jesus, take me home. You know, I can't take it anymore. He wants you to be joyful. He wants you to enjoy life. He wants you to live life to the fullest. Earthly hope. You have had your, your, your break, your awesome breakthrough, Jesus. Do you know, everybody that's single here, do you know how quickly the rest can change? Do you know how quickly God can bring, guys, the perfect girl for you? Not perfect, but perfect for you. Do you know how quickly it can happen? Ladies, do you know how quickly God can bring the right man into your life? But you have to be patient. And you have to keep your eyes on eternity. And you have to keep your joy levels high. Because a man is not looking for a woman that's just... I'm so sorry, it's terrible. Okay, women, bye. Cheers. You know, yeah. You, you, you might miss the God opportunity because you are feeling sorry for yourself. You're sitting in the corner doing a pity party. Pity parties from the pit of hell. Promise you. Yes, pity parties from the pit of hell. It can change in a moment, but you need to have hope. You need to have joy. You need to know you've got the most awesome break. You know Jesus. And if you don't know Jesus, then I want to give you an opportunity tonight to give your life to Jesus. So when you meet someone, be full of hope, be full of joy. Allow Jesus to heal you, restore you, that when you meet the right one, you don't have so much issues and fear and worries and stuff that actually distorts and messes up the relationship. Let him heal you so that when you meet the right one, it's going to work. Let's say it. It's going to work. <laughs> Amen. It's going to work. So I want to say to you, fall in love with Jesus. Be someone that will draw your future partner or current partner closer to Jesus. It is my highest honor, my greatest honor to lead Sonica closer to Jesus, to love her in a way. That will cause her to say, God is good. He's good. Because he is. So evaluate everything in the light of your heavenly marriage. Do you know what a wedding ring? Oh, I'm not going to get it off. Okay, wedding ring. It's, I often say this at weddings. It represents, it's circuit, it's never ending. It's, it's for forever. But it actually represents our heavenly Marriage, which is truly for forever. Wedding ring. That's what it represents. So I want to ask you to start asking this question. Whenever you are in any scenario or considering any relationship, how will this impact my relationship with heaven's love romance? What will be the impact? Yes, guys. You could seduce her and get her in bed for a moment, for a night, but it will bring shame into the relationship and will disconnect you with heaven. I've sat with people, Christians, who kept themselves for many years, got impatient, lost their hope, had a one-night stand, sat with a guy one time. I asked him, so, was it worth it? He said, no, it wasn't. Such a disappointment. It is for marriage. 
Because for those of you who don't know, it doesn't always work so well when you have you-know-what. That's why you need to be married, because next tomorrow night's another opportunity to try and make this work. <laughs> Even honeymoon night, first night, doesn't work so great. So everybody that's getting married is like, low expectations. It's just good to be naked together. It's all good. <laughs> I'm going to make some people blush. It is so beautiful. Sexuality is so beautiful within marriage. Because they, you see, it's more than happens, it's just physical. Your spirit becomes one. It is beautiful. It's glorious. It needs to be within covenant marriage. Marriage. I can't go into all the details. Come 18th of October and I'll clap a few others for you. Okay, we're going to do XXX church. Then focus on the red. Focus on eternity. It's worth it. I want to I wanna, I wanna give you a promise. Every Christian here. If you honor Jesus, if you wait and you serve him and focus on him, you pursue him, you're going to get blessed on many, many, many different areas of your life. And relationally as well. That's how it works. God is no man's debtor. You've, you serve him. You follow him. You surrender to him. He say, oh, I want to bless you. Beyond your wildest dreams. And he will. And that's the one thing with Sonic and me. From the start, we were sold out. Jesus, it's you. And it's all you. It's kingdom. And he says, okay, now I'm going to bless you. We have a beautiful marriage. And it's just the grace of God. It's not because we're special. So I just want to end off with this verse. Psalm 27, verse 13 to 14. It says, let, let, let's read it together. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Isn't it beautiful? The psalmist David is saying, I would have lost heart. I would have given up unless I, I had believed. Unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of God manifest in the land of the living. How's your faith? How's your faith? How's your hope? Do you believe? Because the Bible says, let it be done to you according to your faith. If you lose your hope, you will lose your way. If you lose your hope, you will go astray. But it says there, I, I, I would have lost heart unless I believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. So, because you have faith, wait. Be of good courage. No pity parties. I cast out Every pity party from this church now in Jesus' name. It is outlawed. It is illegal. It is not welcome. Say amen. amen. Come on. It backfires. Be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Be of good courage. Get up. And go, get up and believe, get up and hope, get up and pursue the ultimate love romance. And as you actively wait, as you grow in that romance, God will do the rest. 
in Jesus' name. Amen. The red is really, really, really short. And you don't even know how long your red is. You could be at the end of that red. I mean, in this week, Sonica was driving a car and she stopped at a traffic light at the red light, it went green and she crossed over. And as she crossed over, a car at high speed drove over the, the red light. It would have completely destroyed a car if not killed her. But she saw something on the side of her eye and she slammed on the brake. That car hit her license plate and scraped the car. There's blue paint on the front. It doesn't get closer than that. It doesn't get closer. If she didn't slam on that brake, there was a bunch of cars there. All of those cars would have been totaled. And she might have not been with us now. But I'm not afraid because I believe we are following Jesus. And we are ready at any time. We are ready. Our relationship is right. And while we live, we're going to live with all our hearts. If I just have a little bit left here, I'm going to live that red with everything I've got. Because one day I'm going to stand before the king. And I want him to say, good and faithful servant, you lived. You didn't get distracted. You didn't waste your life. So where are you at today? Obsessed with the red or focusing on eternity? Eternity makes all the difference. It makes, it, it changes everything. Your perspective on everything changes. Oh, I lost some money. Heaven streets are gold. It's okay. It just changes the game. When you have, when you know there's a God that loves you with all his heart, he's good, he's kind. This is the ultimate love romance that he's called.